All right, all right. What it do, ladies and gents? Welcome back to Pop Off Podcast. So, Jay, last episode you were talking about a, a story that you found about Kutsune. Yeah, so as I said last episode, ladies and gents, there's a story I came across and I really liked it. And since we're discussing about Kitsune for the first three episodes of our podcast, I think it really goes in handy for the listeners um, to hear a story about Kitsune so they can get a better feel on the traits it has of being a trickster. So you don't mind, Felix, can I begin? Yeah, why not? All right, so the story is known as Can't Outsmart a Kitsune. And let's get started pretty much. So way back in the day, right? So what, there was like some friends that sat together eating, drinking, and making merry, and having as much fun as young friends sh- could have, as they're told in the stories that we always hear about like these group of like friends just like, you know, having fun with each other, right? In particular, they told many tales of a magical and ghostly kitsune which haunted the countryside. They told, they told of how the foxes, who were often white, played tricks on humans, which were often of the worst and most cruel of pranks. One, one young man by the name of Tokutaro didn't put much stocks into the tales and claimed that it was ridiculous to be afraid of foxes, which you can be hinting at that this Tokutaro character is has a very big ego. I vow that I will go to where the foxes are most numerous and stay there without having any fox able to play such a prank on me, Tokutaro boasted. Don't be foolish, his friends warned him. But the more they tried to get him to rethink his plan, the more he felt he must prove how great he was. So Tokutaro has a big old ego, you know what I'm saying? Thus, it was decided that they would all enter a bet. If Tokutaro was tricked by the foxes, then he would pay to his friends. But should he return without having been deceived by the foxes, his friends would be obliged to pay him. When midnight drew, the courageous Tokutaro headed out, walking cheerfully up to the moor, which was overgrown with ye bushes, through whose branches the wind was blowing. But despite the eerie atmosphere, Tokutaro remained brave and continued his journey calmly. But it was not long before he saw a white fox slip into the thicket, not from, not from where he stood. A moment later, a pretty girl came out of the thicket, and Kitsune, and oh, I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Let me say that line again. I'm sorry. A moment later, a pretty girl came out of the thicket. The Kitsune had just slipped into, causing him to chuckle to himself that he had seen through the Kitsune's obvious trick. The young girl, who was a friend of him, of his, asked him to walk her to her parents' house. And since the destination was not far, he readily agreed. But, but though he walked beside her and they talked back and forth, he firmly believed that his friend was really an enchanted Kitsune in disguise. When they arrived at her parents' house, Tokutaro secretly motioned for her parents to join him in the other room. When they had done so, they so when they had done so, he told them what had happened, and that their girl was not their daughter, but a magical kitsune from an eerie moor. The girl's parents were surprised to hear this, but the young man spoke with such earnest that his story seemed believable, so they were convinced of its accuracy. Indeed, since their daughter had in fact gone off to visit friends and was not supposed to return until the next day, they were certain that the girl in the next room must be a kitsune. 
So they allowed Tokutaro to expose the girl as a kitsune. First, he pushed her down the couch and broke her skin with a candle. But when she did not change back, he began, he began to strangle her. That's when they begged him to stop, but he was so certain he would not. It must die, he screamed. And so the girl did, but she did not change back to Kutsune when she did so. And that was absolute proof that the girl had been the daughter of the two parents in the house and not a Kitsune. Indeed, the Kitsune had probably run away long ago. The parents, upon seeing their daughter was dead, began to wail miserably and blamed Tokutaro for the death of their daughter. You must die for what you have done, they cried. And with that, they tackled him to the ground and bound him hand and foot and were just about to finish him off when there was a knock on the shutters. The girl's parents looked out and saw a priest ask for admittance to the house. The priest had seen the unfortunate situation which poor Tokutaro was in and asked the parents the cause. So the parents told the horrible story of their, of their daughter's death from beginning to end. When the priest had heard everything, he spoke to them of peace, as was his role, asking, What use is death to you? Does it actually help avenge, help to avenge your daughter? No, for he is stupid, young man, but acted in good faith. Let me make another suggestion. I will ordain him a priest, and then we will have the best opportunities to repent and atone for what he's done. After a moment, the girl's parents agreed. And if they saw the priest was serious in taking on Tokutaro as a priest, they would release him. So the priest called for someone to come and shave Tokutaro's head bald. The man seemed to be a companion of the priest, for he understood well how to prepare a man to be a priest. First, he cut Tokutaro's beautiful top knot, and then the hair on the sides and the back until his head was shaved as smooth as glass. All the while, the priest chanted and prayed. When the last of Tokutaru's hair fell to the ground, the house fell to the ground. The house, the girl's parents, the priest, the house, and everything disappeared. So that Tokutaru found himself standing in the midst of a dismal swamp. The shrill sound of barking kitsune resounded like laughter around him. As he looked around, he suddenly he was suddenly glad to realize that it all. It, it had all been an illusion that he hadn't really killed his friend, but as he ran his hand, hand over his head, he found that his fine, beautiful hair was actually gone, and in its place was a mere smooth skin of a monk's shaved scalp. Ashamed and embarrassed, he went back to his friends, who received him joyfully and teased him greatly. He told them his story and paid his debt. As soon as he went home alone with his thoughts, he came to a decision and signed up for the priesthood. That's the story, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it, Felix? I enjoyed it. Well, thank you. And the last episode of our Kitsune series, we'll be digging into an analysis of this, uh, the story Can't Outsmart Kitsune. So please wait, stay tuned for that episode to drop. And yeah, have a good one, everybody. And peace out.